Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I talk to Jesse Lakes. He's the CEO and co-founder over at Genius Link, and it was a great, great time catching up with Jesse. It's always fun to go off on a tangent while we try to cover the core material, and this episode was no different. In fact, this was a live stream and it was pretty pretty mellow on that live stream that particular day. So this episode should hold up just fine. If you do re- hear us refer to any questions or anything, it is from the live chat. A couple of the topics that we cover are around FTC guidelines as a federal trade commission and Amazon emphasizing the fact that we need to disclose the fact that we're affiliates and what that means exactly. We also talk about the associate program growing, which is interesting. Plus, we also get into some controversy. We talk about the Lasso plugin a little bit, and Lasso published some reviews out there, which kind of ruffled some feathers out there among their peers and competitors, including Amalinks Pro and Genius Link. So we'll link up to some of the content that will help you understand the context behind it. One of them will be uh, over on Lasso. So we'll link over to Lasso and we'll link over to Amalinks Pro where Matt Allen, one of the co-founders of Amalinks Pro, wrote a post where he was like, hey, I, I don't think this was a fair comparison. Here's our rebuttal. So anyway, we will cover that. And then, you know, I try to stay away from controversy, but this is interesting the way this sort of played out. And I will actually be talking to Andrew, the owner over at Lasso, sometime soon. So I've been emailing him uh, over the last few weeks and I don't think we're going to be able to hook anything up before the end of the year. So we're going to catch up in January, but looking forward to hearing his side as well. So I'm not going to ramble on for too long. Let's send it over to Jesse and the interview. Jesse, how's it going today? It's going really well. How are you doing, Doug? I'm doing awesome, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna switch cameras another time to make sure I got this just right. Boom! And look, hopefully, look people at you, in the chat. <laughs> There's a lot of buttons to push, and sometimes I mess it up. So that's the best part. Live people are uh, way more forgiving most of the time. So fingers crossed. You've got a pretty and, cool audience. Yeah. Thanks. So people in the chat, please say hello. Let us know that you can hear us and Jesse as well. And uh, Jesse, for the people that don't know you, can you just give a quick intro about yourself and what you do over at Genius Link? So yeah, long time. Uh, just added up the other day. I'm a, I'm a 20-year Amazon Associates veteran. Affiliate's been a pretty important part of my life for the last yeah two decades. Uh, first as a, an entrepreneur, then I uh, spent some time uh, actually at Apple managing their affiliate program for iTunes um, and really learned about this, what we call geofragmentation problem, the whole idea that large multinational brands will spin up different storefronts for different parts of the world. And then to support those storefronts, they spin up affiliate programs that are specific to the storefronts. Uh, and it creates this global mess where if you have a global audience, you're trying to monetize it, it's really hard to do. So we built Genius Link as a solution for that first as uh, iTunes and then as Amazon, we've kind of opened it up. So um, I am co-founder, chief bottle washer, cheerleader, janitor. Yeah, we've got a great team, but I still get to pick up all the random jobs. Very cool. And we're going to cover a lot of different topics today. 
Starting with um, FTC guidelines and some of the disclaimers, we're also going to talk about some of the new associates programs that are out there. Plus, we have a bit of controversy, and I sent uh, an email out to my list earlier today, and it has to do with the WordPress plugin world as it associates with the uh, you know the Amazon affiliate world and affiliates in general. And we're going to be talking about Lasso, one of the premium plugins out there. We're going to talk about Genius Link as well. You're roped into this a bit and Amalinks <laughs> Pro. And uh, we're going to try and, you know, I guess just play nice. We're just going to talk about some of the ideas. So I don't want people to get the idea that we're, um, you know, trying to bash any companies or anything like that. So we're just chatting and I'm probably going to be chatting with Andrew from Lasso before too long. And I'm, I'm friends with all, all the folks that we're talking about today, but I think it'll be an exciting topic to cover. So let's get into a few of the details here. And number one, we have the FTC guidelines and not too long ago, Amazon associates sent out a notification to all the associates that we need to make sure that we're, um, disclosing our relationship exactly. So Jesse, can you take us into a little bit of that notification email and then what things should we look out for? For sure. Yeah, I'm glad we're, we're eating our vegetables before we get to our dessert here. You know, it's uh, it's important that we cover this. You know, it's, it's definitely not the uh, most sexy or most exciting topic, but it is such an essential one. So yeah, the FTC guidelines, uh, FTC regulates advertising, et cetera, but it also affiliate is, is part of that. Uh, and They've definitely been been ramping up over the last couple of years. Amazon has been making more and more noise about how important it is to follow the FTC guidelines. But the gist is that you need to disclose your relationship in a clear and conspicuous way when, when you have affiliate links in, in play. And traditionally, the language on Amazon Associates uh, in, their, in their operating agreement, which again, not sexy, but something very, very important to read, would dictate that you needed to include a line. It was a couple of sentences originally, and they they compressed it down, you need to make sure that that line was used on your website. And there was some some different rationale for that. And last year in October, they they did a great job kind of saying, hey, uh, yeah, this is what you need to do for Amazon. But as an affiliate, you also need to be doing this for the FTC. And now we're going to make sure that we're pushing you to, to do that as well. So last year uh, came out and really pushed hard. We dug in deep at that time, uh, put together a blog article, but the gist was you needed a link level disclosure, you need an Amazon disclosure. And in the last year or so, that's actually Amazon's now strongly encouraging that you just kind of mash those together, which is honestly makes the messaging a bit simpler, right? If you can just use your short, simple, succinct Amazon disclosure before you use any affiliate links, you should be in the clear. And as easy as it and simple as that sounds, there are obviously lots of nuances. You can you can come up with lots of different creative ways, but at the end of the day, you need to be transparent with your with your readers, with your shoppers. That's best for staying in the clear, best for staying happy with Amazon, but it's also best for for the consumers, for the shoppers, right? The FTC is there to help help people buy. And if they they can't trust you, if Amazon can't trust you, you've got a world of problems in the world of affiliate. Authenticity. Okay. I think that's going to be an important subject we'll we'll get we'll we'll hit upon throughout the day. Yes, definitely. And I think a lot of people knew that they were supposed to say, hey, I'm an Amazon associate, but maybe they just left it at that. Or maybe they put that in the footer or maybe even mm -hmm. in the sidebar. People will think, hey, I'm going to put it at the top of the sidebar. But I know that a lot of people are on mobile devices and that sidebar gets pushed to the bottom most of yeah. the time. So there's a very strong chance that people are not even going to see that if they read your whole article, which would be amazing if they did that. 
But any specific uh, tips on exactly what to do, just so we're in the clear? Yeah, I think as simple as possible is, is best, right? Use use what Amazon has provided and put it at the top of your article. It doesn't get any simpler than that. And of course, if you want to dive into you know nuances, you know, do so at, at your own peril. But at the end of the day, make sure Amazon's happy so that you can continue to earn from their affiliate program. And Amazon's going to be happy if, if you're fully following the FTC. So use their disclosure, put it at the top. You should be fine. Cool. Quick example for people. If you want to look at my description for this video, I have a couple links and then I have an affiliate disclaimer. I'm saying it in just about as few words as I can. And then I move on to everything else. So if someone's scrolling down, they should see it. I can't make sure that you read everything, but at least I tried to put it where you would see it. I didn't put it at the bottom. A lot of people will put, you know, 50 links and then they'll put their disclaimer at the bottom. <laughs> and that's arguable that someone's just not going to see it. So right. put it at the top, you'll be safe. I think, yeah, Amazon uses the language. They shouldn't have to hunt for it. So one thing while we're on the topic, again, using Amazon specific language should keep you in the clear. But if you're using affiliate links outside of Amazon as well, you know, just saying that your Amazon associate earned from qualifying purposes is a little misleading and that you may have a Best Buy or a Walmart link as well. So you, know, you can make some slight modifications there. But one common mistake that we see um, all too often is people will start to say something around reader supported or community supported, or you know when you buy from the links, you support the site. And unfortunately, that's still gray area, but it's too dark of gray in this whole idea of incentivizing clicks. Uh, Amazon specifically, you know, this is not an FTC issue, this is an Amazon issue, but you're not allowed to ask for clicks. You're not allowed to ask for purchases through Amazon. Amazon wants that to happen organically. So using the word supported uh, in your FTC disclosure, your Amazon disclosure is definitely not encouraged. Again, the language they have, it's simple, it's succinct, it's concise. Roll with that. If you are going to modify it, please don't use supported because um, you don't want to incentivize in, in any mean whatsoever. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. One of my favorite podcasts <laughs> about brewing beer called Basic Brewing Radio, I used to use their affiliate link for years before I knew anything about affiliate marketing. I love their podcast and they would say, hey, support us. And then they got kicked out. I'm sure they were making pretty good money because this was back in 2007. So yeah. for many years, they were sending people over there. I'm sure they made hundreds of dollars just for me alone. But yeah, just kind of a bummer that they're, that Amazon made that rule. And then, you know, they kicked out people that maybe were doing that for years. I mean, they had a podcast too. It's not like they could go back to the other, you know, 400 episodes and like change their verbiage. So they're just out. Exactly. It's the same thing with YouTubers. We, uh, we worked with a very prominent YouTuber that got in trouble. Uh, people, you would ask people to bookmark his Amazon link, which, you know, it seems like no harm, right? You're still sending people to Amazon, but at the end of the day, you have to think about it from Amazon's perspective, right? They're a business. They have fiduciary responsibility for their shareholders. Um, they need to make money. They're doing a great job at it, but they still need to continue to make money. So when they're wasting profit by rewarding people where a sale was already going to happen, that doesn't help build their business, right? Affiliate marketing is a marketing vehicle. It's supposed to bring in new business. It's supposed to help you know increase sales volume, increase card volume, et cetera. If, it, if that's not happening, then you're not helping them achieve the goal. Why should they share some of their hard-earned work, hard-earned revenue with you? So yeah, I'm not saying that I can get into Amazon's head by a long shot. I think we've proven time and time again that I cannot. But when you look at that perspective, it, it seems to make a bit more sense that just taking a sale that was already going to happen, slapping your affiliate tracking ID onto it, 
just so you can you can grab a percentage doesn't actually help the whole ecosystem become better. Right on. All right. I'm going to give a quick shout out to a couple of the people in the chat here. I'm going to try not to hang up on you, Jesse, here. And <laughs> James is on. We have Mario and David. Everyone confirmed that they could hear me. Some of the crew from Genius Link. And uh, it looks like we have uh, Zalkornan is on. So I, I will answer questions. Jesse's going to help me out. However, we're going to hold them mostly to the end since we have a few topics that we're definitely going to cover. One thing I need to do is thank the sponsor, so Ezoic, their site speed accelerator. So definitely check out their site speed accelerator. It helps your site load faster. It helps you uh, do some of the lazy loading and minifying the JavaScript and some of the other more complicated things. And highly recommend you check out their seven-day free trial. There's a link in the description. Thanks to Ezoic. And coming back to Jesse and hopefully adding him back in here. Man, I'm getting good at this now. You are getting good. That was smooth. So the next thing we want to cover is, um, actually it's pretty quick, but Amazon Associates is always expanding. So there's some new countries out there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What do we need to be aware of? Yeah, Amazon. Amazon's uh, on a tear for global domination. They are adding new storefronts at a, a more regular pace. And for, I think, the third or fourth time in a row, they've actually launched an associates program with the launch of a new, uh, new storefront. So Amazon Sweden just went live uh, just a couple weeks ago. And again, it was awesome to see that not only was this new storefront with lots of different products, lots of different categories, but there was an associates program and they uh, they also had their their product advertising API live at the same time. So it's it's great to, you know, as much as we are afraid that Amazon's going to close their affiliate program because of what we saw the commission cuts in, in April, which I do not believe, but there's there's definitely some some murmurs there. It just kind of proves, this proves the exact opposite, that Amazon sees their affiliate program as a really important go-to-market strategy, or else they wouldn't put the time and effort into rolling out the affiliate program at the same time they roll out these storefronts, because it's obviously a massive undertaking. Why add one more thing to, to the mix um, to make it even more complicated? But they're doing it because they see value in it. So yeah, really excited to see Sweden online. This means that there is now Sweden and Netherlands are the two new programs in Europe. So that brings, uh, there's seven now affiliate programs in Europe, UK, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, Netherlands, and now Sweden. Um, we also saw Saudi Arabia come online uh, earlier this year, uh, which uh, now makes three different programs in, um, in the Middle East. So we have Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. Um, and then Singapore was added just about a year ago. And that is now what Japan, Singapore, China, India, I guess Australia is Australia's its own continent, so it's not really part of Asia. But um, yeah, grow, growing number of, of you know, countries around the world. It's, it's pretty amazing to see Amazon's continued push a, a bigger and bigger footprint across the world. So uh, now it's what 19 different storefronts in 18 different affiliate programs. Turkey's affiliate program is private, but outside of that, every storefront has its own public affiliate program, uh, which is pretty cool. It's also a very fragmented ecosystem. So if you have a global audience, you uh, you may need to uh, use a tool to uh, help monetize that. And do you know of any of your customers using Genius Link that really have a great footprint in you know multiple different programs? Because like you said, it's a fragmented audience, you know, ranking or getting traffic in certain areas may be tougher than others. So yeah, just curious of any, any people out there doing it really well. Yeah, we, we it's... <laughs> 
we're at this really fortunate spot now where we have all these different clients coming in from all over the world that we've never had any sort of connection with. Um, and it's really fun to start hearing their stories. So the Nordics are uh, notorious for for heavy metal. So we're finding that these labels that are are deep into heavy metal really appreciate having Amazon Sweden be online. We're also finding that uh, Souk, uh, which is uh, Souk.com, which is the store that Amazon bought uh, and is, is doing all these different Middle Eastern storefronts based off of that. Uh, we're finding more and more people from the Middle East um, that were leveraging affiliate marketing before now see that Amazon is a prominent piece and are starting to take advantage of that. On top of that, though, most most of our clients that have kind of hit a certain a certain threshold of, of size are seeing that it's worth their time to to sign up for these other Amazon storefronts where it only takes, you know, it's the same questions, the same sign up flow. So for an extra, you know, 15, 20 minutes, they can now be signed up with Sweden. And maybe it was only you know, half a percent of their traffic, but that still results in a thousand clicks a month. So maybe it's five, 10, a hundred bucks they can earn. Yeah, probably not a hundred, but that that adds up. And when you can kind of, you know, compile that plus, oh, Saudi Arabia was another, you know, five, 10, 20 bucks in, in Singapore. Those all come together and can really add up to to a decent paycheck every month um, from monetizing that mid body and long tail. Very cool. And as far as the commission rates, are they pretty much in line with the U.S. or with some of the newer programs? Are those higher to encourage affiliates to jump on board? Exactly. Uh, in fact, we saw the Sweden. Um, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but it was pretty significant increase. Uh, the product um, Amazon Sweden uses the uh, the category based affiliate program as well, not like the other programs in Europe, which are um, you know pay based on if it's a direct link versus a non direct link, etc. But we saw from Amazon Sweden most of the categories were significantly higher uh, payout versus uh, Amazon.com as a, as a benchmark. Um, our blog has that broken down. Actually, I got pretty nerdy with it, jumped into a spreadsheet <laughs> and broke it all down. Surprise, surprise. So it's uh, it's all in that blog. My apologies for not having it off the top of my head. That's all right. I didn't even know we were going to talk that level. <laughs> so yeah, definitely check out the blog over at Genius Link as well. They go in depth and sometimes Jesse goes down a rabbit hole and creates spreadsheets and organizes <laughs> everything for us so we don't have to. So, okay. One other thing I want to throw out another housekeeping type item is my contest. There's a link in the description. Yeah. There are content marketing tools and uh, Genius Link is one of them. So you'll get uh, a year access. I'm not sure the level, Jesse, we, we never even agreed on it. So we could catch up later, but it'll be sufficient. For your, for your audience. Yeah. Free clicks for a year. Throw what you can at us. Okay. That's awesome. Bring it on. That's amazing. And we also have Market Muse on board. We have Amalinks awesome. Pro. KW awesome. Finder and Keyword Keg. I think that's all of them. You got a great, that's a, that's a great set of prizes. Those are some awesome companies. Thanks. I, you know what? I was like, Hey, I'm going to try this and I just want to keep it small. Cause I've seen some contests that have like, you know, 40 different prizes and they're really huge. And this is the first one that I'm trying. And then I realized that it's a pretty good prize set because some of the other contests I see out there are just like, four books or something like that. So this is pretty good. And I'm not, sh I should have maybe started smaller, but these are awesome. And it's going on for a few days. It's free to enter. You can get more and more um, entries by taking different actions, like subscribing to the YouTube channel or watching a video. And I'm going to be playing around with this in the future. So I'm going to, I'm going to harass other software companies to give me Give me a license for uh, giveaways. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to crack the nut. I have not uh, really done it with contests. Just curious, Jesse, have you done any contests? We 
with Kit, we've done some contests and that's been a really interesting, um, really exciting, exciting world. Typically on the Genius Link side, we, um, we buddy up with someone that, that, uh, does these, uh, we, we are better at sitting shotgun than, than driving on these. Um, not saying that that's not going to change in the future, but yeah, it's, it's really, we love to support the community. So it's, it's fun to kind of help out however we can. So yeah, we, we do probably some sort of contest or uh, a participant in some sort of contest, at least once a quarter, sometimes more often, but yeah, if uh, someone has some good ideas, please hit me up. Happy, happy to help support your community. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And I, I was going to say, um, right now it's like, we're both riding shotgun, just seeing where this car is going to go. But I hope to be someone that could orchestrate contests more effectively and kind of direct. I mean, my idea is actually to maybe do some uh, just on the YouTube side for like subscribers and to get views and maybe some for the email list side. Be careful with that. So one of the reasons our, our kit contests have been so successful is because YouTube, don't quote me here. I hate that we're on live here. I should I should double check my, my sources before I spout anything out. But you can't incentivize subscribes or whatever with a contest as far as I understand with YouTube. There's, there's some nuances there. So when you do a contest with YouTube, you can't ask for certain things because that violates YouTube's guidelines, I believe. Yeah, I'm happy to follow up later with you. There's, there's some nuance there, which is why we've been able to work with some awesome creators to do the actual contest on Kit because you, know, you can advertise it, you can push it, but then Kit is a, you know, we don't have those same requirements and we can, we can kind of help push that contest and make it a, a more rounded event for the community. Got it. Interesting. Cause I'm using King Sumo and then I'll pull it back on track here cause I'm going on a tangent, but I'm using King Sumo, which is okay. uh, no, no occasions. Yeah. And it's integrated and I'm like, oh man, that would really be a fuck up if they were like selling the tool and then telling us to do it this way. And then it's like completely against the terms of service, which I mean, terms change all the time and ultimately I'm responsible for what I'm doing, but I'm assuming they mostly did it right, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah. I, you're, you're probably right. Again, I'm, uh, yeah, I was not responsible there. I was, yeah, I was on the email thread going back and forth between the lawyers. So yeah, I, I, have a bad tendency of tuning some of that legalese out. Yeah. No, I mean, the contest, uh, some people were warning me with other, they were like, hey, you don't want to work with this country because the rules are very strict there. And I'm like, I'm just trying to give stuff away, you know? like Exactly. Not, <laughs> it should be easy. Yeah. But anyway, pulling it back on track, let's get into um, <laughs> at least one question here. And I'm going to put my little... Niche Website Builders. So shout out to Niche Website Builders. They have a lot of specials going on this week. You can save. I have 10% listed here, but they sponsored this Q&A segment. We're going to hit one or two questions here right now. And because this is the Black Friday week, um, apparently deals are coming out starting last week or so. So I assume next year it's just going to be like November all the way through December. There's going to be some (laughs) mad deals. But uh, Niche Website Builders sponsor this segment. So Zolkornan asks... In the beginning, can we use images from product brands, websites, or any places that as, uh, sorry, or any other places as we're not allowed to use images from Amazon? I didn't apply to Amazon yet. All right. Jesse, you want to take that? Yeah. I, I forget what the, the term is they use inside the, the um, operating agreement, but Amazon, yeah, you're absolutely right that you cannot pull images from Amazon's website. Um, they make it very clear that you need to pull 
the image URL via their API. And tools like you know, Matthew Allen's Amalinks Pro do an amazing job at exactly at following the terms and conditions to the T to pull the rich content and um, put it in your site. So if Amazon is gonna be an important part of your strategy, definitely recommend you check out you know, WordPress plugins, you know, Amalinks Pro again being a great one. Uh, he's got a few competitors as well, but they are, again, you know, it's important for them to play by the rules to, to grab the, the assets. As far as grabbing images from other websites, I can't answer that definitively. It's going to determine or going to depend on the terms and conditions of each of those websites and each of the different affiliate programs. My gut is that's probably in uh, a more dangerous territory. Uh, if anything, for grabbing art, you probably want to go to you know, uh, Google Images and make sure that it's a royalty free, that you know it's uh, 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 the CC was at Classic Commons, com Creative Commons, thank you. Gives you permission to do exactly that. It's a real bummer to grab an image and then this is not exactly the question, but it's a real bummer to grab an image, think you're in the clear and then get a note from say Getty Images a year later asking for 600 bucks to clear the rights because you were in violation. And that's happened to us multiple times. You'd think we'd learn, but it's, uh, you, know, you, you grab them from these places and you think they're clear. You know, we, the, after the first time we specifically started using tools that were clear and we still got in trouble again. So we now actually create our own art because it's just easier than having to deal with some of these other sites. But anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole now. Hopefully that answered your question. Yep. You got it. And I'll pepper in just a couple things. I wouldn't worry too much about trying to get product images specifically, you probably will run into trouble if you like go to the company website and use their images. They may have specific license agreements with the photographer, the stock image company, or whatever. They own the right. So even if you're promoting their product, it doesn't mean you can just use it because copyright law gets complicated really fast. So I would not use images that you're not 100% sure that you could use. There's a ton of free resources online. You can get images, you can get video. There's so much out there, but you may not be able to get like the exact product image. So my advice is figure out images that fit with the topic and or the audience in general. So if it's say something associated with uh, like a parenting website, you could have, you know, pictures of families or we're going down a weird road, kids and playgrounds, maybe, you know, <laughs> make sure you're getting stock images and the proper ones, but basically make sure you have the right to use those images. So, and we will be answering more questions coming up and we're going to shift here. Uh, I'll say what's up to Bill and Adrian, what's going on. Really do appreciate it. And we're going to, I'm going to try and share my screen here. Fingers crossed. Just push all, all the right. buttons at once. I know. There's so many buttons and there's keyboard shortcuts, which often get me in trouble. So <laughs> you accidentally press them. All right. So I believe right now people can see the screen and they can see us. So what we're looking at now, if I can actually get to that screen, it's always fun to hear someone talk through trying to navigate. All right. I think this will work. Okay, so we have Amalinks Pro, and this is Matt Allen's tool. And he blogs also at uh, Dumb Passive Income as well. And basically, Matt called out Lasso. And I am friends with the some of the people that were, um, were and are associated with Lasso. Matt Javanisi, beer drinking friend of mine and affiliate marketing peer. He was one of the people that, that worked there up until October or so. And basically, Matt Allen 
kind of had an issue with the comparison chart. So you can check out this post. There's a link in the show notes here. And more or less, um, if I'll just quickly summarize here, he says Lasso published fake comparison posts and maybe it wasn't super accurate. So this is what Matt said. I'm just relaying the information. You could check out all the nuance here that Matt goes into. Some of it is nitpicky and some of it is, um, you know, partially, you know, one tool defending their own specifics compared to another. You see this often, like if you look at a hosting company or I was in the market for an LMS, a learning management system. And I looked at Kajabi, Teachable, like five others, and they compare each other in charts, much like uh, Lasso has done here. So I'll just show you quickly the Amalinks Pro Alternative and Lasso. So they have a chart here and it outlines some of the differences, which, I mean, this information in the chart is accurate. The One of the issues that Matt Allen had from Amalinks Pro was everything after the chart was pretty much the, the same information. So they're sort of like comparing all these different tools to Lasso in a, well, kind of a simplistic way. This is basically what you would see on a feature or sales page. And then they have a promo video and, and no major issues. Again, things are accurate here, but it's not the full picture. Now, when I started looking at this, I saw that there are many different comparisons to all of Lasso's um, competitors, or at least people that are in the space, not even necessarily competitors. And when you step back, you think, hey, that's a really good SEO strategy. That's a good SEO play, which it is. I'm sure they're getting plenty of traffic through this. But they also compared to Genius Link, which is a little, little bit off because Genius Link really does something different than what Lasso is doing. So at this point, I've been talking for a while. So I'm just going to, you know, Jesse, do you have any impressions of this? So we are live. I, I will be, um, again, it's, there's no point bashing your competitors. Your competitors can become your best friends. They can be the people you acquire. You can acquire their their properties. Yeah, it changes, changes on a dime. So from our you know, 10 years in, in the business, it's it's really important for us that we we maintain a good relationship with with our peers, with our competitors. There's a lot to be learned. That, you know, it doesn't have to be a zero sum game. A, a rising tide lifts all ships. So yes, there is some short term benefit to ranking for a a competitor or a peers keywords, but we think that that should be authentic. Um, we believe a lot in authenticity. We we think you know Pat Flynn you know says this more succinctly than I ever can. But you know in all of affiliate marketing you know you need to you need to be proud of what you do and you need to be able to tell your grandma about it with a straight face. And it saddens me and it frustrates me to see smart people in our space not being smart about what they're doing. Just taking these these low stabs, these um yeah, short-term approaches to to SEO, to, to building a business. Um, I don't think it's cool. It's something we, we purposely have chosen not to do. You know, we do mention our peers. It's often, you know, Amalinks Pro. Again, it's it's not, we're not competitors. Yeah, you know, we do have some similar things, but we talk about how we can work together. You know, Easy Azon, you know, AWP, um, all these tools are mentioned in our blog. It's about the the things we can do together and it's it's accurate. I think that's honestly the biggest, the biggest thing is just, you know, the accuracy, the authenticity. When you start to go down this, this route of, of lying to your to your audience, that can create a lot of problems relatively quickly. It can shoot you in the foot relatively quickly. You know, 
case in point here, you know, we're talking about lasso not as a stuff that they do well, but as unfortunately the negative that they did in, in their SEO. So yeah, huge, huge respect to to Matt. You know, he mentions it in his, his uh, blog really early on. Matt Allen, I should say, uh, early on that he didn't want to write this post. But I thought, yeah, we, yeah, thank you for for doing it. Thank you for staying up because it's it's not cool. And yeah, I'm I'll take a breath there and <laughs> let you come back in. Yeah, it's it's really tough because you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, I know all, all the people involved here, and there are other tools where I know those product owners too. And, you know, in, inherently it's just SEO. There was nothing like really wrong that was done here. There's nothing, I mean, depending on how strict you are, someone may say, Hey, that's unethical or really, Hey, it's just SEO. This is a marketing channel and we're writing content. You can write your own content, blah, blah, blah. But like you said, sometimes it's, it's a good idea to work with your competitors. And I even have some direct competitors, which I mean, I think they're much bigger than me, so I don't even think they're, I don't even view them as my competitor, but Authority Hacker, those guys are brilliant. Do you know those guys? You must. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gail yeah. and uh, Mark. Yeah. So they're they're great. Awesome yeah. podcast, uh, fantastic uh, content. And, you know, we don't necessarily uh, collaborate or work together in any fashion, but we don't go out of our way to, you know bug each other or try and steal traffic or anything like that, at least to my knowledge. <laughs> so no, th th those guys are great. And I often will recommend them if people have certain questions, because it makes sense. And there's, like you said, there's no, there's no way we know what the future is going to bring. It could be a future acquisition. It could be a partnership. Opportunities pop up where Absolutely. you realize, hey, we have an overlap of skills and audience. Why don't we work on this thing together? And I think you even had... Uh, a similar story with that, right? Yeah, just where, yeah, you you start off early building relationships. We have this, yeah, exactly. The story is um, many years ago, we did an infographic about the uh, the Amazon ecosystem. Uh, and there was just a handful of link management tools at that point. Booklinker was was one of those. It was a service uh, that was run by this uh, British chap and it was working relatively well. And then we saw all of a sudden that it didn't work. But because I'd exchanged emails about working together on this infographic, I, I had his email asked him what was up and he said, I'm over it. So we were able to buy the assets from relatively cheap and we were able to breathe new life into it. And it, it's become a, a fairly major tool for the uh, indie author community. And that was, you know, that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't reached out and had a relationship, even though we directly competed for for authors. It worked out incredibly well for him and for us and for for the community. So um, yeah, again, a rising tide lifts all ships. That's it. We're not in a zero sum game. There's a million plus Amazon affiliates out there. Yeah. Let's play <laughs> let's not play dirty. Let's play, you know, authenticity, sure. you know, ethics. It, it, at the end of the day, you got to live with yourself. This episode is sponsored by One Little Web, a bespoke outreach link building company. And I had to look this up. I think bespoke means custom. So we don't use it too often here in the US, at least in my IQ range, but One Little Web, right? That's who sponsored this this episode here. And the best thing about One Little Web is they don't use link farms. They don't use private blog networks. They outreach on your behalf and let you see the sites before proceeding with the proposal or link placement. And One Little Web has two different outreach plans. One is based on 
domain authority or the DA. That's a Moz metric. And the other is traffic-based. And you could choose whichever one you want based on your requirements. My personal preference is a little combo of the two. And I kind of lean towards having a traffic-based guest post. And the pricing for their service is unbeatable. At least that's what the copy says. And I could tell you that their prices are cheaper than most. And the service is top-notch as far as I can tell. And I've placed a couple orders myself. And I actually arranged a special deal for listeners like you. So when you place an order for one domain authority 50 or higher guest post, you get a free DA40 plus guest post as well. And even though those are domain authority based, they guarantee a minimum organic traffic of 5,000 visitors per month for both sites. So that's like getting two powerful backlinks at the cost of one. It's actually a very good price when you compare it to the industry-wide standard. So you can follow the link in the show notes here. And basically what you'll get is one DA 50 plus guest post, a DA 40 plus guest post for free thrown in. And you get to see and pick the domains. You'll get a choice. They guarantee 5,000 visitors per month or more organic traffic. And that is verifiable on external tools, you'll be able to hop over on Hrefs or SEMrush or whatever tool you're using, and they will publish a minimum of 1,000 words for each of those pieces of content. So thanks to One Little Web. We don't have to do this, but do you want to look at specifically what is in the lasso genius link comparison <laughs> and just so you could correct like because i'm probably gonna have andrew on to go through and give his side of the story as well here so only if you want to but we could totally skip it if you don't want to yeah we're i mean high level you know the pricing's a bit of a misnomer right you know we start at five dollars they start 19 yeah yes it, the, the price goes up but you know, again they kind of you know steer that information to to look best for them uh we offer free trial we do have life support they got that right link displays we have we have choice pages where we display links uh, affiliate opportunities we have this whole concept to suggestions. We drop in an Amazon link, we're going to find you know, 80 plus other retailers that offer the exact same product. Uh, affiliate program recommendation, absolutely. Uh, same thing where if you're getting clicks from certain different retailers, we'll tell you at the top of the dashboard what programs you should sign up for. Plug in, import, and revert, absolutely. We, yeah, the that's all there. Link groups, yeah, we've, we've been organizing into groups before Lasso even existed. So, you know, again, these are all fundamental things that we absolutely do. And it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who it was behind this, but yeah, Matt knows better, but so be it. Uh, real life human customer support, number one people, number one reason people switch from Genius Link to Lasso. I've never actually heard of a client leaving us because of this, but maybe it has. Um, but customer support is something that I take incredibly seriously. Uh, that was that was a ticket to my success when I was at Apple. If you look at our testimonials page, you'll see that three out of every four has some mention of our of our customer support. It's it's. Um, yeah, we have an amazing team, team, multiple people, English speaking in in Seattle that uh, that manage that. Modern intuitive interface, right? The mention that um, doesn't even feel like you're in WordPress. Our WordPress plugin is one small aspect of, of Genius Link. Most of it exists inside the dashboard. We also have you know, Chrome extensions. We have an API. There's there's a lot more than this uh, WordPress plugin. And yes, okay, the WordPress plugin does feel like a WordPress plugin because it is a WordPress plugin. <laughs> but in general, Genius Link is not a WordPress specific device. Sleek affiliate link displays. Um, 
yeah, again, our choice pages, uh, you may not think it's sleek and whatever, but we, we see that it converts, you know, two and a half times better than a, a direct Amazon link. So someone thinks it's working well. So I think I hit every single thing on that page and have an issue with it. Sorry, I, I, I'm now inventing. I'll, I'll slow myself down. <laughs> That's all right. No, I mean, that's, it's interesting. Number one, that I have, um, apparently a platform where people want, want to share their <laughs> opinions, you know? And I think, you know, the issue with the reuse of a lot of the content on multiple different comparisons just inherently makes it inaccurate. And then it's lazy. Unfortunately, it, it, I mean, you can, I mean, as, Honestly, I had on like my content list, I'm, I'm so busy, or at least I don't do as much work as I sometimes intend. So, I, so I'm not too busy, to be honest with you, but <laughs> I have a long list. And one of them was to compare, you know, different tools, even if there's only a minor bit of overlap where, you know, people could use a solution for multiple things, right? People can use Pretty Link for mm-hmm. this sort of link management, but you can also do other stuff. I mean, I use Pretty Link every day for um, some you know, just short link creation mm-hmm. on my own site. And it's easy for me to manage. It's mm-hmm. low overhead. It's very simple. And it's a great know, tool. That's what I use. And if you try to compare pretty link to lasso, you'd run into these same issues, but I, I talked myself into a circle, but you, you run into an issue because they, they're reusing the same content instead of actually, Oh, I know what I was going to say. <laughs> I have a list of essentially comparing different tools and you could go in depth and probably write, I, I would probably do it in a concise way where it's, you know, roughly a thousand words comparing different tools and saying, Hey, here's like the bottom line. This tool is best for this kind of user or this kind of user. And, you know, these other solutions are fine, but it's probably better. Like if you're on, if you're a YouTube creator, maybe genius link is going to be the best solution. Cause guess what? You can't use a fucking, you know, WordPress plugin on YouTube, right? So you got to do it a different way. So maybe genius exactly. link is the only solution. So that would be a whole section here, right? So if you're a YouTube creator, like you can't use lasso. However, genius link will basically get you into what 18 different associate programs, blah, blah, blah. It's going to work great. So I think so just go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. I was just going to say, Comparison pages are important. I hope I didn't come off saying that that you should never do a comparison page. I completely, yeah, that that is really important. There are different tools that do different things, some better than others. But at the end of the day, you have to be adding value into the ecosystem, right? Just like as affiliates, we write, you know, comparison between one webcam and the other, or one microphone and the other, or one pair of running shoes versus the other. That is really valuable content. You know, that's great. But you're adding value into the ecosystem. You're not being lazy. You're not lying. You're not, you know missing a lot of the most important facts. If you can't help the ecosystem, if you can't, you know, provide value to your end readers, then what's the point of doing it? Yeah. And content idea for anyone out there. I'm pretty sure if you created a video and or a blog post on any or each of the comparisons, any, actually any tools that you want to do, you could do keyword research tools. You can do these uh, type of plugins. You could say, uh, SEO plugin, so rank math versus Yoast. Like if you do a bunch of these, I guarantee you, you'll be able to get traffic pretty quick. People buy and pay for these tools too. So it's a great mm-hmm. affiliate model and there's a ton of combinations, right? And you can mm-hmm. see this is very light content over here on uh, the lasso comparisons. So 
All right. And they show up as, you know, 15th when you search for Genius Link. So it, it, it works, even though it's relatively light. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I may have to, I may have to write these in my copious free time over the holidays here. So, and today it is the day before Thanksgiving. So when people it is. You know, watch or listen to this in the future, you, you won't know that, but do you have big um, plans tomorrow? Uh, I'm going to take a long run so that I don't feel guilty about having a third slice of apple pie. That's, that's you, my big plans. Are you a big runner? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last year I ran four ultra marathons this year. I only ran one before the COVID lockdown happened, but yeah, I like to run. How about not I, very fast. I didn't, I didn't know that. So what, what, uh, ultra or what, yeah. What distance of ultras do you do? So I'm still working up for my 50 miler. They've all been 50 K 50 K and some change. Um, but yeah, there was one actually in Bozeman, um, our, our, our classic connection there. The, uh, old Gabe was the, uh, the crying achievement last year, which oh, was, nice. uh, that was, that was a pretty brutal one. I think there was a, well over a mile of vertical <laughs> and that was 34 miles or whatever it was. And you're, you're not training at elevation, I take it. So it's, it's hard tougher. when Seattle, right? So I live, yeah, I live in West Seattle. I'm on a bit of a hill, but yeah, most of my training runs are at sea level <laughs> and relatively flat. So actually the first, the first ultra of the year that I usually sign up for early February, it's uh, usually um Super Bowl weekend. It's uh the lazy bastard. Um, and it is, yeah zero hills at sea level. And it's just kind of, that's your baseline, right? If you can complete that one, then yeah, you kind of work up from there. But um, yeah, old Gabe was the complete opposite. Man, it's funny. One of my uh, buddies back in Atlanta, he and I used to do half marathons together Okay, and he texted me and he just did his first uh, 50K last weekend. Nice. So awesome. I was like, oh. and I, I, uh, I'm going through like Achilles issues and a muscle tear from like years ago. And I'm having trouble healing and like making, I'm, you know, trying to strengthen everything else to make sure my Achilles isn't, uh, inflamed. But I, and I know some people that just run through it, but you're at risk for a rupture a little bit more, obviously, if it hurts while you're running and it's not the greatest idea. So it's tough. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. So not to go off another tangent here, but if you like to run, have you, have you taken on the, uh, the whole Peloton world? No, no. Oh, uh, that's another very addictive, expensive, <laughs> but very, very cool. Uh, yeah. Athleticizing world. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm a little older and I know, I mean, I would love to do uh, maybe one of the shorter ultras just to test it out. I would love, I like long-term planning and goals and just like sticking mm -hmm. to it and all that. And I would love to do it, but I don't know if my body will hang on. And the thing is, um, it's managing injury. A lot of the training is managing injury and I haven't even done like the long distances like you're talking about. So I imagine it's so much more, but I mean, you, basically you earned your Turkey. I, I think you're going to be fine. How, how far are you going to run tomorrow? If I can get 20, I'll, I'll feel pretty good. Somewhere between 15 and 20, but take a quick step back, right? Running is like entrepreneurship where it's just one foot in front of the other, but also just like entrepreneurship, the accountability group does, does wonders. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate enough that, uh, Consciously or subconsciously, I've hired a number of runners on the team. So we have a, a pretty cool <laughs> group of, and in the Genius Link team that also runs. So it's, we've got a, a Slack channel specifically for fitness, even though we just talk about running. So yeah, as a, a solopreneur at times, it might be a little bit more challenging finding your accountability group, but uh, really, really encourage that. Um, but you're absolutely awesome. right. Don't make those injuries worse. <laughs>
that's a good way to tie it all together. So, all right, let's hit the other topic. And I didn't even know this went down, but you gave me a heads up. There was some downtime. So can you break it down for us here? Yeah, we messed up. We, uh, we spend a lot of time. We have a lot of pride in our infrastructure. And uh, we had a, a series of cascading uh, database failures uh, a couple Thursdays ago. I think it was the, the 12th. And Genius Link was down for, for nearly 90 minutes. Uh, and that, that sucks. So for those of you that are Genius Link users uh, in the audience, you know, my sincere apologies. I'm, I, you know, it's not something we're proud of. We do, again, have an awesome engineering team. We were able to get things figured out uh, and, and got things back online. But um, yeah, we... It was a bummer. We wrote a blog that kind of goes in depth on it. Um, you're welcome to kind of take a take a look at the postmortem. I think what's what's most important though is is we've we've learned some lessons. We we thought we had things built in a, a pretty robust and, and very solid way, and, and we learned where the holes were, and we fixed those holes. Uh, last week was uh, crazy <laughs> with the whole team focused on infrastructure, uh, getting getting things in a better spot so that would never happen again. Um, yeah, especially in our position where it's a, a link management tool, that link is the last mile between your recommendation and earning, earning some commissions. So uh, our, our clients put a lot of trust in us and, and we, we let them down. And yeah, yeah, I hate it when it happens. Uh, it, it's happened in the past. It yeah, may happen in the future. Hopefully not because of the lessons we've learned, but um, it's a bummer. That all being said, and not, not to uh, <laughs> give myself a get out of jail card, but uh, it's ironic seeing that it's not just us as well. Um, let me let me pull this up here. Uh, for those of you that haven't noticed, uh, AWS is having serious issues today. Uh, it looks like they're going on nearly six hours of downtime for uh, for some of their services, which is a bummer, right? You, you you pay money for these services to be reliant. You base your living as an online entrepreneur on these services, and when they break, it's it's a bummer. Apologies, and yeah, keep keep an eye on us. Keep us keep us honest. We we try really hard to to do the exact same thing. Um, when there's when there's issues, you know, communication is, is front and foremost. Uh, again, we need to keep that trust uh, as much as possible. Definitely, and I think the reality is there's always outages somewhere, sometime. You know, it's usually just a matter of time before some tool has trouble. Even you know, fantastic hosting companies will have some outages or trouble. Sometimes it's a you know physical you know failure a someone tripped over the cord to hard drive the server rack. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this squirrel eats the line. Yeah. 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 And it's, there's nothing you could do about it. And a lot of times, you know, we'll do, or my background's in, in software. So I kind of understand what, what I'm talking about, but <laughs> you know, we would plan on different fail safes and different things that you could do like, Hey, all this stuff exploded. Now what happens? And this was like billing software for telecom companies. So it was relatively important, you know, not life critical, but pretty important for these companies. Yeah. And sometimes you plan the best you can, but you don't know how it's going to react. Maybe you didn't account for the uh, the distance between the server farms, right? And the, the bandwidth. So maybe it takes a lot longer to actually replace that data than you thought. So, um, and you, you said that, you guys fixed it, so it won't happen again. Do you have any details on that, or is it beyond the scope of what we're talking about? Yeah, as the non-engineer of, of the co-founders, um, yeah, the gist was we have regional databases. We're based in Seattle. We have um, we own a hardware rack in one of the data centers here, and we have a lot of our own local hardware here. But we also know that serving clicks fast, it's important to have regional deployment. So we have servers in in California, in uh, New York, and Newark. Uh, in, in um, UK, in France, uh, in Singapore, et cetera. 
And those are all based off of cloud development. But each of those different regions has their own database as well so that they can read from the database as quickly as possible again so we can resolve those links as quickly as possible. Unfortunately, about half those data, half those regional databases uh, failed to update, so essentially became worthless. So then started to read from the other ones and kind of took everything down. It was this kind of this cascading series of events. At the same time, we were also seeing a spike in traffic, and we also um, use uh, Viglink, uh, Viglink uh, Sovereign Commerce now as they're called. Uh, we use their API to know how and when to affiliate certain links for our clients. That API started to throw out issues because uh, one of its SSL certs had expired. It was kind of this perfect storm, this perfect mess of different things happening all at the same time. We thought we had the issue fixed within the first you know 20 minutes, but we couldn't redeploy, so forth and so on. So. Long story short, uh, major, again, uh, infrastructure update where, where things are much faster. We can deploy much quicker. We have a whole lot more alerting, uh, monitoring. We, I thought we had a pretty robust system there, but we just took it, uh, took it up another, another major level. So yeah, it, this specific problem should never happen again. Hopefully any related problems should never happen again. But yeah, you know, the unknown unknowns um, are always the challenge. And as a project manager, you know, <laughs> you, you try hard to rack your brain and, and learn what you can to, to plan for those. But unfortunately, things still come through because, you know, Joe was drinking his coffee and tripped on that line in the <laughs> server farm. Right. And one other thing I'll add, I had a um, hosting company sort of fail me and it was not really any excuse. Uh, I think they accidentally deleted stuff like a technician, like accidentally, like, like a formatted the drive, the equivalent of formatting everything and killed all the websites. They had it backed up, but it took a long time for them to restore it. And the reason why I'm bringing up this point is I was tempted to switch companies because hosting mm -hmm. is a, I can go anywhere and get it, yeah. my site up in no time. However, it would take like maybe 24, 48 hours for the DNS to propagate across the world. So it wouldn't be like instantaneous, but it would be a few days. And I realized, oh, you know what? This hosting company that just screwed up really big, they're never going to make that mistake again. And they're probably going to fix a couple other issues that they may have had and didn't know about. And it's kind of like, you know, right after there's some sort of an incident, a lot of times people are extra vigilant on watching out for that incident again. So it's a little less likely to occur like right after that. I could be making Absolutely. that up. I didn't, didn't really do a study on that. But basically I was like, I'm going to stick with this hosting company because that problem is never going to happen again. They just learned their lesson for the rest of the life of the company. Exactly. There's, I think you can define kind of a good company from a bad company and kind of two different things. One, do they learn from their mistakes? And just like you're saying, yeah, a good company is never going to make that mistake again because they, they learn you know, the hard way, unfortunately, but they learn from the mistake. I think the second is just the communication. Um, it's unfortunate when, when a company just ghosts you, when they just disappear, uh, something goes wrong and you can't find them no matter what channel, you can't get any help, et cetera. Again, not trying to write myself a free pass, but if, if they're learning from it and if they're, if they're communicating, I think I would trust them more. And, um, Based off of that, that's exactly what we we did as well. Um, so, hopefully, our our clients continue to trust us because that means the world to us. That's that's one of the most important things. We don't take it for granted. Very cool. Well, any cool other things coming up for I guess twenty twenty one for Genius Link or you know any of the projects you're working on? 
Yeah, 2021 is going to be uh, it's going to be pretty sweet. Right now, we're spending a lot of time taking. So let me take a step back. Amazon cut their commissions in April. We at the same time are working on the, what we call the suggestions and choice pages, uh, being able to take that Amazon link and, and find other retailers that are selling the same thing. We've seen really great success from that. We've uh, done a bunch of testing um, throughout the, the spring and early summer. Saw that a direct to Amazon link versus a choice page, uh, multiple multiple different retailers selling the same product. That choice page actually converted about two and a half, 2.2 to two and a half times better. Uh, EPC was two and a half times better. Um, so now we're taking that same idea and applying it to Kit. So Kit, again, is that community of uh, creators sharing the products they love. And just to kind of, again, test to make sure that that multi-retailer really works well on, on a website, not just for YouTube or social media, et cetera. So based off of those results and refining that, we're, we're looking forward to really kind of upping upping the level of our um, WordPress plugin and our offering to to help people. Again, Amazon's a major player. You're not ever really going to get away from Amazon. Again, they, they've got global dominance kind of you know written into their, their DNA. But um, it, we're finding that, again, different options help you convert better on Amazon, help you earn more, help you monetize a larger chunk of your audience. So we're really excited to kind of take that one step further, uh, do more than just the choice pages with this whole multi-retailer piece. So that's really kind of the focus of at least the first part of 2021. There's some other aspects that go along with it. You know, We'll be spending some time back at WordPress, uh, being able to create these links quickly. Um, we think real-time pricing availability information is uh, is important. So we're starting to explore more of how we can incorporate that. Yeah. And uh, we've got a job rec open for another engineer. So hopefully we can move faster. All in all, hopefully 2021 is the uh, antithesis of 2020. And uh, yeah, it's uh, all amazing things instead of all catastrophic things. And you're doing more stuff on YouTube as well. I caught one of your Q&A sessions. So I, <laughs> I did link up to your YouTube channel. You guys are doing more Thank there. You. So mm -hmm. what, yeah, what's going on with that? Yeah, it's just, um, I love to write, but a lot of our clients are in the YouTube space and uh, we need to talk to them in the same way they talk to their peers and in the way that they communicate most. So video is, A, it's, it's kind of a lot more fun than writing long blog posts, getting in front of the camera. It's it's stressful. It's it's hard. I like that. Um, and the team really seems to be enjoying that as well. So we've got um, a marketing coordinator. We've got uh, some people on the support team that are, are really excited to kind of um, help explore that. So yeah, just kind of the whole team is, is uh, interested in seeing, yeah. Blogging has been fun um, and we'll definitely continue to blog. That's a, that's my passion project, but I'm allowed more than one passion project these days. Right. So, so <laughs> YouTube and video is kind of the, uh, the next uh, exciting area for us. I think, you know, you guys should have plenty of opportunities to just move those blog posts over to the YouTube side. And yeah, I'm excited to see like where it's going to go. Cause I've been, you know, just pushing the boulder uphill for a few years here and, You've been the inspiration for us. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's like if that guy can do it, anyone can, right? So now you got your multi-camera, you know, your, your microphone, your lighting. Now every every time we talk, um, yeah, you've leveled up again in uh, your setup and uh, how professional it is. Thanks. I, I keep thanks. trying to drag you down, but you're, you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I keep showing up over and over again. So yeah, I'm curious, and and I know um, from just the, the blog standpoint, uh, you know, the traffic's always a little up, up and down and there's different algorithm updates and always new competitors, at least like the traffic that I see for niche site project, for example. So it's definitely, it's great to go to a different channel, take a little break. I actually miss writing some of the longer blog posts, but at the same time, 
I just keep going back to doing a video <laughs> or a podcast or something like that, just a, a different format. And I, yeah, I don't know why, but I, I enjoy the writing, but yeah, there's something cool just being able to push out these videos pretty fast and live streaming. Have you guys dabbled in any live streaming? Can you do that yet? Or Not yet. I'm nervous. You make it look so easy, but as you said, all those buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make it more complicated than it has to be. So it it, it should be uh, straightforward, but yeah, you guys will do fine once you get a few under your belt. So people are much more forgiving live. So I thought that was just because you had an awesome community. <laughs> uh, you know what? P- partially that they are awesome. And um, occasionally it'll be great when you get your first trolls. Um, that's when you know <laughs> that you, you made it and people are paying attention. So, aha. Uh-huh. Okay. I like that silver lining piece. <laughs> awesome. All right. Any, anything else I didn't ask you about that uh, you, you want to mention? I think we covered our, our laundry list. We had a, it's been a while since we caught up. So there was a, a lot of fun little topics to, to, to discuss. It's uh it's always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for joining me and thanks everyone that uh, came on the live stream. Thanks again to Genius Link and Jesse for catching up with me. Like I said, it's always fun to just talk to Jesse and see what's going on. I think you could tell we went off on a couple tangents and just, you know, personally we're friends and he's a good guy. It's a great company and it's amazing what they've been able to do over at Genius Link. I'm going to leave it at that for today. My voice is actually giving out a little bit. So do check out Genius Link if you haven't before. Have a great day out there.